Hello everyone, this is Sonata Alice and you're listening to episode 22 of the Parallel Podcast where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello, everybody. So as you may see from the title, you're probably like, why does it not say Proverbs 31 woman? Um, And as I was reading Proverbs 31, it's more about the kind of couple you need to be. So I want to have this conversation from a different perspective than you may have heard before about Proverbs 31. So we'll talk about the man, the woman, and kind of the intricacies of this chapter. It's a pretty short chapter, but I think there's a lot of beauty in it and a lot of wisdom. Um, but before we start, I want to put you guys on. I know I've got some some new followers and listeners today. So um, there is a devotional that I read on my, well, I don't read it. I put it on my, um, the Parallels story. And it's called New Morning Mercies, a daily gospel devotional by Paul David Tripp. So P-A-U-L, middle name David, last name T-R-I-P-P. And it's just a really good devotional. It is Bible-based. When it says gospel, that doesn't mean they're going to be shouting and whatnot. It's actually like the literal gospel of Jesus Christ, and it aligns with that. So um, I can put the uh, link in the description of this episode for that. Um, There's also another really good book that I just finished called The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul. Sproul? not sure how to say that um but really good book that's not one of those books you're just gonna like breeze through you're gonna have to spend some time with it highlight underline um but some really good books to deepen your relationship with Jesus and your understanding of you know just who he is and how to relate to him so good stuff um all right so let's get into it let's talk about Proverbs 31 So first of all, this chapter is a nod to the importance of parents having conversations about sex and relationships with their kids. Y'all know I am so gung-ho for kids having conversations about sex, um, obviously at an appropriate age level as they get older. I think it's so important and it helps save some hurt and misinformation um, as they get older. Um, So Proverbs 31 is... Let me just kind of outline it for you. Proverbs 31 is King Lemuel recording an oracle that his mother taught him. So an oracle is basically like a like wise counsel. So this man is a king and I know some people become kings young, but this mother was still letting Lemuel know like, hey, what are you doing, son of my womb? Like reminding him where he came from as she checks his relationship decisions. Now, different scholars and researchers think that King Lemuel was actually recorded in the Jewish language that would be like translated to Solomon. So if this this person is Solomon, who is Solomon's mother? You're right. It's Bathsheba. Now, I want to say something about this. Um, if y'all know anything about David and Bathsheba, um, people have made her out to be a seductress, but she was literally bathing where she normally bathed in her home. So let's just clear things up for Bathsheba. If you read 2 Samuel eleven two, it says that David went to his roof and from there he saw a woman bathing. Okay, Bathsheba's right minding her business. David is out here stalking people and looking in, in windows that he should not be looking in. Okay, so Bathsheba was more than likely minding her business, bathing her own shower or or bath, whatever she was doing. Also, Bathsheba was 
a married woman minding her business. And the Bible says she lamented when she found out that her husband had died. So I kind of jumped forward. But if you know the story of David and Bathsheba, um, so basically lamenting isn't expressing sadness. But in the Bible, when you lament, it's often expressed in a physical way. So you may have met about what words you may have read about when people rip their clothes and or they're like wear sackcloth and they kind of just are just depressed and mourning um for a long period of time like physically they're showing people so um now I really don't think we understand what it is like to live in these times I think the people um that would probably still understand today is those that live in England and still have lords and kings and queens um so I want you to imagine the ultimate authority figures coming to you taking you then you arrive to the king's chamber and and like what you think you're gonna be like you're gonna pull a sponge on and say nah I'm gonna head out no now I'm not saying she wasn't attracted to David because the bible says multiple times I would say unnecessarily for whatever reason that David is attractive you'll see it so many times in the bible which I think is hilarious but the, the bible never made her out to be a seductress I would really just thank the Western world for that because the Bible goes on to say that David tried to convince her husband to go home after he got his wife pregnant. So after David had sex with um, Uriah, I think his name is, oh my gosh, now I'm going to want to remember this. What is that man's name? I believe it's Uriah. Let me figure this out. Yes, it is Uriah. So, you know, David has sex with this woman's, um, what? David has sex with this man's wife, right? Then he realizes she's pregnant. He's like, oh, shoot, let me go ahead and clean this up. So he's like, tell him, he, tell him the guy when he comes back to war, comes back from war, like, hey, bro, just stay, just go home. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to stay with the other soldiers because usually the, after the war, they would all like stay together, sleep together, and I guess return back. Um, but David's like, nah, go home. Go see your wife. It's been a long, long trip, grueling war that you were in. But Uriah, um, as the good person he is, he slept with the other soldiers that night instead of going home. Um, so David tries to figure out a way to get this man killed and he kind of puts him on the front lines and that's how he dies. So um, after her mourning, it says that David sent for her and she became his wife and bore his son. So David sent for her. Once again, this woman is mourning for a while, obviously. It wasn't like a day. So after he realized she's done mourning, he sends for her. She becomes his wife and then she um, has his child. So in 2 Samuel 11, 27, it says that the Lord was displeased with David. Who? David, not Bathsheba. It does not say that in there. Then the whole next chapter, David's getting scolded from everyone. Nathan, all the prophets and stuff are calling and telling him, "You you acting a dang fool out here. Then on top of that, Bathsheba loses the dang child. The child that caused David to have her husband killed. Just imagine that. That is so sad and heart-wrenching. The man that you loved is killed because of this baby. And then the baby dies as well. Then after all that, that's when she has Solomon. So, oh my gosh. It's just a lot that Bathsheba's been through. So... Um, I think the church has made a huge mistake of assassinating her character because the Bible doesn't even do that. So if you are a loyal listener to this here podcast, as for me and my podcast, we ain't about to side eye Bathsheba anymore. Okay. So that's kind of besides the point. But um, if 
truly Lemuel is indeed Samuel um, Solomon, um, which would make sense because he wrote Proverbs and this chapter is in Proverbs. And um, it is assumed that he wrote the book right after Proverbs, which, which is Ecclesiastes. Um, then it gives us a glimpse into the kind of woman that Bathsheba was, if you think of it that way. Um, and the standard that she desired her son to live by. Um, and I would assume that she strived to live by it as herself. So I just wanted to set that up for you. She is, if she is the mother that wrote this, um, it's not us kind of just throwing it away because Bathsheba wrote it. Wrote it. Um, this is someone who, you know, the Bible didn't really defamate her, her character. Um, she just ended up with the wrong man. And sadly, the king desired her. And that affected truly the rest of her life so um I would say that you know this woman who's speaking um she desires to she holds herself to this this same standard now now that I got that off my chest I want to reiterate that this chapter is not just about what a woman should be but also what kind of man a man should be as well so verse one through nine is basically outlining to Lemuel not to forget where he came from and why he's here so at first you may feel like you're um, back over your friend's house when they forgot to put the chicken out before their mom came home and you try not like try not to make any sudden moves and you end up breaking your last record for how long you held your breath. Um, so she basically literally saying to my means like, what are you doing, my son? That's what she says. That's in the Bible. And she repeats it and says, what are you doing, son of my womb? And. In modern black mother tongues, this basically is a low key like I brought you into the world and I can take you out. Um, and if you thought she was going to start her next sentence, you're wrong. <laughs> she asks again, what are you doing in a different way now? Son of my vows. And when she says my vows, she's not speaking about her vows to David. She's speaking about him being a child that she dedicated to God. Again, a woman of character. Keep that in mind. Also, side note, it has to also be said that Bathsheba was bathing, like when she was bathing and, and David saw her, she was engaging in a ritual unto God. Like, oh my, this, why did he do this to her? So back in the day, you had to do a bathing ritual monthly after your period to quote unquote, return to a state of spiritual readiness to create life. Um, so she was minding her business. But anyways, imagine how quiet Lemuel had to be in that room after she addresses him in such a way not once not twice but thrice does she say to him what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing and it gets more intense and real every time that she says it to him um so I think Jesus and uh friends who hold us accountable do this as well and it's so important to remember like whose you are and what you are here for. Um, it also allows you to remember this life is not only about you and seeking your own pleasure. There is a higher assignment to be mindful of very often, actually. So something my mom likes to remind me and my siblings of. And the last thing she said to me when she dropped me off to college some odd years ago um, was remember where you came from and remember why you're here. And that literally stuck with me even when I didn't want it to. <laughs> um, also, when I was growing up, my dad would tell us, remember that you're representing the Allison family when you leave this house. And just imagine that being what I had to remember on my way to elementary school, along with my social security number and knowing my left and right. It was it was a lot. But 
I think my parents did a good job of um, making this a standard to always remember who you are and whose you are. So she speaks to him about not giving his strength to women and his ways to those that will destroy him. Now, mind you, she is a woman and she is about to outline to him the kind of woman to look for. So she is speaking about a particular type of woman. And we can take that as giving his strength to a woman like sexually. We can think of that like being a nod to Samson and Delilah where he gave away his strength, but also his focus on honoring God with his life and his hair. <laughs> so, um... Or it could simply be the ability to be level-headed and, level-headed and make uh, wise decisions. And I think that ties into the next verse she says that it's not for kings to drink wine or have strong drinks. She points out that wine is for those in bitter distress, for people in poverty who need to forget their misery. And as you may know, there are many times in the Bible where people get kings drunk to change their minds or influence them to make decisions that they otherwise would not Um And that's how John the Baptist got beheaded. (laughs) Look into that story. Um, So obviously we aren't kings or in positions where having a drink can change someone's life. Um, So we are allowed to drink. Um, Jesus literally provided wine as his first miracle. Um, But if it's inhibiting your decision making, I'd say you are walking um, outside of the will of God for your life. Um, So she speaks about him needing to be a man that opens his mouth for the mute. Um, those who are destitute, meaning people who are dying, she tells him to open his mouth again. And it may be obvious, but when anything is repeated twice in a row, the Bible is placing heavy um, emphasis on it. So it's like the modern day exclamation point. Um, so she said that twice to him and then she tells him to judge righteously and defend the poor and the needy. So this mother is setting a standard for her son first before she's setting the standard for the woman that he should marry. Can I get it? Amen. We need this. She's out here looking out for us. And I think that is important because y'all probably know some parents who let their sons be out here acting a dang fool, having different girls over, but they'd be quick to bash those girls, but have nothing to say about their son's character. Nothing. So she's setting a wonderful example, an example we should all follow as we eventually or currently are maybe um parenting your own boys um also as I was reading Proverbs 31 um I'm gonna just be honest with y'all I never read Proverbs 31 because of how annoying girls are about it like I'm gonna just be honest like I didn't think it would edify me at all like it just seemed like something girls who wanted to be married so bad would put in their insta bios but I just feel like this is literally for men like this is even it's even more annoying because y'all are low-key boasting in your bios like I was thinking, I don't know why this is a woman's favorite chapter in the Bible. In my opinion, it's really for men to know their worth and inspire them and kind of kind of help them to hold kind of hold this chapter up to like next to women that they may desire um, to decide if they're worth his time. Basically, his mom says in the beginning, why are you wasting your time with these women? So she's basically saying, like, stop messing with these Sheilas who distract you and ruin your kingdom like there's more for you and this is what more looks like it's it's out there um but no I actually enjoyed this chapter and I think it's helpful for men and women it's really more about like what a power couple looks like in Christ so I think this is awesome for men and women to be mindful of this chapter um so she then gets into the kind of woman that Solomon or Lemuel should be spending his strength and time on um first she asks a question 
And she says, an excellent wife who can find. Basically, the next sentence she says kind of reiterates what she means. She is far more precious than jewels. So she's saying that this woman is a prize, way more precious than something people consider to be very sought after and precious. So she speaks about how the husband trusts in her and he'll have no lack of gain. So this is still kind of like for a man, like, you know, like you want to be able to trust this woman and you're going to gain in this relationship by being with her. So there are pros to being with this woman, um, a good ROI, as the smart people say. Um, so she goes on to speak about how um, she does him good and not harm. And I just think this is great because technically it's addressed to a man, right? It's for her son, but it teaches both men and women how to be the kind of person that is sought after and worthwhile. So I just love that this mom is really talking to her son about this because you, I don't think a lot of boys have these conversations about being better men and I mean what do I know because I'm not there for it but I've seen some out here and I wonder where's your mother (laughs) but anyways um the mom goes on to say that this girl does not just want to sit down and be served no she seeks wool and flax now why would she do that because why she works willingly now I'm gonna pause right there okay If my friends know anything about me, if you ain't trying to do something simple for me willingly, I don't want it. I don't want it. The Bible says he loves a what? A cheerful giver. So if you ain't willing, keep it. Okay? If you ain't willing, keep it. I think it's so important that his mother includes that she doesn't just do things begrudgingly. She is willing. She desires to do things. This is a sign of a woman with a good heart. And the next three verses speak about how um, she gets up early and makes sure there is food on the table. She considers a field and buys it. And she got her own car. She got her own house. Two job work. She a bit. But y'all know, you see what I'm saying? Like she's she's financially literate. She's a smart woman. Like, are you kidding me? And just like the mother asked of the son, it says she's a woman of action, walking in her purpose, not only um is she walking in her purpose but um mama says she perceives her merchandise as proficient (laughs) okay proficient she said i'm listen i'm out here okay she said i i got what i need you know what i mean i am what i need to be and i have it if you need it i got it um and that reminds me of what my uncle um has said um, y'all know black people call family friends uncles if they've been around long enough, but um I will insert a clip here um with him communicating what he has said. So you're a prize. You're a No, nah, really. You you're a prize. You know what I'm saying? You have to understand that. You have to understand, look, I have a lot to offer here. I bring a lot to the table. And um y'all probably I can't spend too much time with this man because he hyped me way too much. I'm still single. <laughs> And on prize, you know, it's crazy out here. Um, but yeah, um, that just reminded me of that because this girl is a prize. When I read about her, I'm like, wow, you know what I'm saying? And she's not this quiet, meek girl, you know what I'm saying? I just lets things happen. This girl out here buying land and whatnot. And as you'll see, there's a lot of different things that she does as she works um, as a human being. But as it said, she perceives her merchandise as pro- proficient. She knows her worth. That's important. Message. That's a message right there. Know your worth, sweetheart. 
Um, so my man said, you're a prize. And Lemuel's mother said her lamp does not go um, out at night. So if you don't know, back in the day when they had, um, you know, they didn't have Thomas Edison did not step on the scene yet. Um, so they had to basically use candles to sleep. Um, and you have you had to kind of prepare how much oil you needed for the night. You have to pay for oil so that your light doesn't go out. So she's um, she's a woman who prepares and is wise. She thinks ahead. So here we go. Um, and we get some uh, common goals. So um, she opens her hand to the poor. Now, who else was called to that in this passage? Lemuel. So they are both about their father's business can I get an amen okay they are both focused and she is already where she needs to be honestly if I think about it the mom's telling Lemuel he needs to be there okay maybe right now Lemuel ain't where he needs to be now that I think about it (laughs) but she's letting him know that this kind of woman is going to be the woman that will align with your values and your goals which is beautiful and then it speaks about her being sure that her household is ready for cold weather she is out here making linen for herself, for her children, for her bed. Um, she also is selling things for profit. Okay. What I say? I and D E. Um, I actually don't know how to spell the whole thing, so um, so well, hold up, wait a minute. Wait, uh, what y'all not about to do is that don't do that to me. Um, so I could spell it easily, right? But once the song comes on, that's when I get nervous. So let me just try it right now. Here we go. I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? She got home. I think I got that. I think I got that. <laughs> if I didn't, shh, stay quiet. Um, but anyways, basically what we are witnessing in this woman is the first modern day, eight, sorry, not modern day, ancient entrepreneur. She was not playing games out here. That's the first, uh, what they call boss, boss babe. Which, that's what y'all be calling or something out here. Also, Girl, we all love this part when guys get props for talking to us. You know what I'm saying? They be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's my girl. That's my shorty over there. And you just be like, <laughs> um, But in verse 23, it says, her husband is known at the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Listen, and at the gates is where a lot of things happen in these uh, communities. So a lot of news was told there. Um, a lot of uh, just a lot of things happen at the city gates. So that's pretty important that she, her, who she is, is giving her husband more credibility for the kind of man he is. And he's, he's well known and respected among the elders. Do you understand how important an elder is in these times? That's important. And y'all know how guys be like, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that's mine. So now not only is she all these great things that we associate with confidence and strength, Um, She's also a woman of wisdom and what? Kindness. Now, some of y'all, I'm going to include myself as well. Need to work on this. (laughs) Um, Basically, this girl is the full package, right? So she is strong. She is confident, but she's also kind. And that is so important. I think that is basically kind of the embodiment of grace and truth. You know, you always want to have love, but also truth. Um, so it's the kind kind of thing with strength, but also kindness, because, you know, there's a lot of strong people who are not kind or are careless and, um, lack vulnerability or even care for other people. So 
she is the full package then it comes back to another teaching it says that all she is and all she does her husband praises her saying many women have done excellently but you surpass them all charm is deceitful deceitful and beauty is vain but a woman who fears the lord is to be praised her man is saying that to her then it says give her the fruit of her hands so let her words be praised in the gates so this is doubling down on the importance of giving her the praise she deserves give her her flowers while she can still smell them and allowing her to enjoy what her works have gotten her and um the fact that this woman doesn't have to say anything and her works praise her in the gates come on <laughs> if i could clap and not hurt your ears i'd do it right now so her good works speak for her she doesn't have to boast which is not godly um she doesn't have to boast it's obvious in her community that she is out here loving well and more right um also something you may not have known about proverbs 31 it is an acrostic poem what is an acrostic poem you ask i'll tell you so each verse begins with a successive letter of the hebrew alphabet from a to z i think that's pretty cool so other acrostic poems spell out names or meanings um for one in particular is the babylonian theodicy um whose first letters spell out his devotion to his kings and lowercase gods um but it just shows how much thought lemuel's mother put into outlining a woman that he should give his eyes to a woman who from a to z embodies wisdom and i read this commentary that said this chapter didn't actually embody all the practical economic activities of an israeli woman so all the things that she was supposed to do but it shows strong links to the major theme of the book of proverbs as a whole so the preciousness of wisdom and the difficulty to obtain it um the fear of the lord and it shows that the strong woman is not just some sort of afterthought but it is an es essential portrait um portrayal of wisdom so this is why i wonder why people bash the bible for its treatment of women like i understand you know to a certain extent um but if you actually read it um i think you can see how um women are given kind of this highest honor this highest honor that wisdom has right something that's so sought sought after um back then but even to this day is likened to a woman why something so much more precious than rubies which is something people covet money like the lord literally said uh, the love of money is the root of all evil so obviously there's an issue with the human's heart with the love of money and precious things so for a woman to be likened to wisdom just think about that you know what i'm saying so i honestly i have a newfound appreciation for proverbs 31 um i think it's beautiful i think it's an awesome way to explain to men and women what it looks like to be someone who deserves to be married or or um what you should be in marriage um someone who should be sought after not um uh sloppy sally and and dirty drew out here in these streets so i hope this episode helped you men out there be more mindful of who you give your strength to um and to women not as something to intimidate you or like a standard you have to st uh, like um acquire or reach but something to aspire to and help you remember your worth so 
Um, as you guys know, you can follow the parallel on Instagram at the parallel pod. And remember to speak the truth and love, guys. Bye.